Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast Maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. In today's episode, we're speaking to the fantastic Maddie, the CEO and founder of Little Dreamers. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Here we are in beautiful, freezing cold Melbourne. We're back together. We've been on Zooming the last couple of weeks we for illness and house sales and yes. everything. So it's good to be back together. The band is back together. Yeah, yep. it's great. It so, good. and we've got someone fabulous to interview today. Would you like to say hello and int- introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I am very excited to be here. Uh, I have grown up as a young carer for both my brother and my mum, and I am now founder and CEO of Little Dreamers. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just pumped. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, we are going to find out all about you and Little Dreamers and tell the world all about you. And also, very important to note, Maddie does Barrack for St Kilda, so clearly a good kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Fantastic. Yep. Right, so let's start with our questions. Yep. Okay, so do you have a favourite band or music, something that, like, pumps you up when you're happy or lifts you up when you're sad? I'm a really big country music fan. Ah. Um, and so I I have a wide range of country music that I listen to. And I think there's, there is a perfect country song for every single mood. Yes. Oh, there is. Ever. Mm. Yeah. So have you got one specifically or? Um, I, I'm a big Luke Bryan fan, oh. um, and I'm a big Kelsey Ballerini fan. So, oh. uh, they, ha- they both have a mixture of kind of a variety of different songs. Um, but I have also seen Keith Urban in concert oh, wow. and I'm like a big, like very dorky Keith Urban. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of his music, but when he was on, when he was, was on, he the, on the voice, voice or something, I was like, yeah. oh, oh like yeah. a really nice person. I was, uh, mm. yeah, I loved him. We yeah. are going to the chicks. We are going to the oh, chicks. Oh, cool. We are big fans of them. So, yeah. 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 Cannot wait to belt out every single song. Oh, yeah. Very, very jealous. Mm. Yeah. We've been to all their concerts yeah, pretty yeah, much. So, yeah. yeah, been big fans since the 90s. Yeah. I was like, amazing. How old are they? They're my age. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking they're like 35. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. They've aged as well. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, did you win any awards at school? Um, I was school captain in year 12. Right. Um, I, I won a lot of. Sports participation awards uh-huh. uh, and like 
Thanks for coming last, Ruben. Um, <laughs> you tried. <laughs> you turned up. I did. I did. Um, and I, uh, I was actually cultural captain in year 11. Oh. So um, cultural captain, we basically got to be the conductor of our schoolhouse choir competition. Right. Which was oh, really pitch fun. perfect. I, yeah, exactly. And as uh, and that year, my schoolhouse won oh. the choir competition. So I got to be conductor of the uh, winning schoolhouse. That's choir literally that a dream come true. That is. My girls used to do. It was called House Music Showtime, yep. and uh, it was at the start. Everyone was like, "Ah," oh, and by the end, so serious. Oh yeah, like, we want to win. <laughs> I was in an a cappella chorus for five years, and mm. I know that I was a um, sweet Adeline, and they, I know the pressure of the oh, yeah. um, people conducting. <laughs> it's huge. That is quite an achievement. Yeah, you've got to keep everyone together. Yep. Yes, it was. It was really fun um, and very nerve wracking. But yeah. uh, yes, good award. Yeah, very very fun. Good yeah, achievement. everyone was on the risers like. Let's be there at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great. We sang. We sang Eye of the Tiger. Oh, oh wow. Yes. That's an awesome song. And is it like the principal, a weird teacher that nobody really knows, and then the music teacher that judges, or is it all the kids? No, no, there was a judging panel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yes, I think it was the principal, the music teacher, and someone else. Yeah. Um, and or maybe like the house, like whoever was head of the houses. Right. I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, yes. and, and our year level was the first year level they brought in actions. Oh. So you had to do <laughs> at least Oh, one yeah, I know them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you had three songs you had to do. One was the set song that yep. every yes. house had to do. Yes. And then the I actually can't remember what our set song was, but the other two songs we did were I Have the Tiger and I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. And Eye of the Tiger was the song that we chose to do the action. Oh. <laughs> what did you do? Did you do like the claws or? <laughs> I honestly, I can't remember, but I reckon my mum has a video. Yeah, of I was going to say it's on YouTube. We can go and find it. I was yeah, like, you have a probably. couple of wines and that song comes under bar. You'll be like, I remember. We walked back up the aisle to that song. Did Darren you? and oh, I. Because yeah. <laughs> it was his favourite song. song. And so he's going like this up the aisle. Oh, punching oh, his Hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, sorry. Let's move on. Our favourite question, why are you a P or part of the P community? Um, I'm, I think there are so many different reasons. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I just, I love being a part of such a special community yeah. and I think that it's underestimated how important a community is and how, um, and how impactful a community like this can have can be in the lives of, of families and young people and adults and children and, and every kind of thing in the middle. So I don't know, I I can't pinpoint one particular reason, but yeah. I am so honoured to be a part of this community. Oh, oh, fantastic. All right. So tell us a little bit about, well, where do, where do we want to start? Well, um, how did you get into this? Yeah. What, yeah. yeah great question to start with. I... I grew up as a young carer for my brother and most recently my, well, not most recently, but, um, and my mum. I, from a very young age, my brother is two and a half years younger than me and uh, he's been in and out of hospital since he was six months old. So I really know no different, Mm -hmm. uh, really. Um, And he he was a very, very sick little boy. Um, Mm -hmm. He has a range of chronic health conditions. So he has um, epilepsy, encephalitis, fibromyalgia, and adrenal insufficiency, mm. um, and asthma. And he's got a lot of 
allergies and, and everything in the middle mm-hmm. as well. And um, my brother Charlie just he has an immune system that is not great. So yeah. he used to catch everything. So when I was younger and I got the chicken pox, Oh. Uh, my brother, I gave them to my brother mm. and then the chickenpox went to his lungs oh, and he ended goodness. up in hospital. Oh, yeah. goodness, Maddie. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so for me, I, I grew up, my brother, the beautiful, hilarious, yeah. funky little man that he is. Well, he's not little anymore. He's yeah. taller than me now. Mm. But um, he was the centre of everyone's universe. Mm. and Keeping and him safe. Fair enough too. Mm. Exactly. Fair enough too. He was always sick. He... Um, needed a lot of mm. cotton wool around mm. him as a kid. Um, but that made me feel like I didn't matter mm. as much oh, as my brother. Sure. Yeah. And it made me feel, there were moments in my life where it made me feel like I had to pretend to be sick mm. um, because that was the way that I got attention from my parents. Interesting. I've had a um, bit of that in my house, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I became best friends with the school nurse um, yeah. who used to call up my mum and be like, Madeline's here again. Yeah. Uh, and really there'd be nothing wrong with me. Um, but I, uh, I used to tell the most wild lies and make up these incredible stories because I thought that's what I needed to kind of, be seen yeah, in my family when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Um, I think and so when I was, yeah, sorry, no, no, you go. When I was nine years old, I turned to my friend and I said, how come nobody cares about me? Aww. Which is not a question a nine-year-old should be asking. Like no. nine-year-olds, like you should be the center of yes. your own yes. universe. Yes. Annoyingly yes. so. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, and so my friend and I actually started running fundraising events when we were nine um, to raise money for the siblings of sick kids. Wow. Um, and and it was then that I was like, hey, look, people are kind of paying attention to me and seeing me not as my brother's sister but as this, like, yes. little kid that can change the world. And I was like, ah. that's pretty bloody cool. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and that's kind of where it started. And then uh, when I was 14, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and um, and so added that caring role into into the family. And my dad and I became this incredible like unbreakable team. Mm. Um, he'll tell you that I went for a few years with barely talking to him because I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah. And so when uh, my mom was going through treatment, I jumped onto Dr. Google because as a 14, 15 year old, no one was talking to me. No. Um, yeah. Even though I'm the one in the household who's helping yes. mom at home and that yes. doesn't make any sense. Um and, and off the back of that, founded or decided that we wanted to kind of create an organisation that actually impacts lives of children providing unpaid care, and um, mm. and so launched Little Dreamers when I was sixteen. Wow, wow. you're sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> what yeah. a woman. So how long has it been going? <laughs> uh, so it's been it's been twenty one years since we ran our first fundraiser, oh. and. Uh, 14 years since we officially launched Little Dreamers. Wow, Maddie. Oh, and so is it your full-time job? It is now, yeah. So um, how long, what was that progression? Been my full-time job for, it'll be six years in August. Wow. Um, so it was a long time before I started I'm getting sure. paid. Mm. Um, how did you but, start? What was your first sort of vision? Were you like, am I going to have a group? Am I going to have one-on-one support? How did you... When did we you think? launched Little Dreamers, we launched with one program, which was we wanted to uh, make dream experiences come true for young carers. Right. So my brother had got a Starlight yep. dream mm, or Starlight mm, wish mm, when mm. he was a kid, and I was very sulky and jealous yes. the entire time. We went yeah. to um, 
We went to Monkey Maya in Western oh, Australia. Amazing. He so wanted to swim with the dolphins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so uh, I was just this moody teenager the entire time we were away because I was like, it's, it's all about him, yeah. it's all about him, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, how cool would it be if we could do that for kids who provide care in their yes. family? So that, that's what we launched with. That um, we were have a starlight wish for my daughter, and we got a dog, which was amazing. But I couldn't have given the dog just to her because yeah. I knew that would break the others' hearts. So yeah. I just said, "Thank you for going through all you went through for our whole family to get this dog." Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a really hard decision mm. because actually, what she had been through was really rough. Yeah, and so I would have loved her to just have that dog for her, but. I just, I no. had to for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Mm, That's of probably course. your dog anyway. Let's it is pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We're Bluetoothed. Thanks, Master Dog. She loves you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you launched Dreams and then where did you find people? Yeah. How do you fund that uh, as well? How do we fund it? Um, and how do we find them? Great. Yeah. yeah. I, um, and I think those two are kind of probably intertwined even. Mm. The the funding we used to, when we first started, we ran fundraising events. So we launched with a cocktail party. Right. Um, which you which, knew a lot about at 16. <laughs> seriously. So I thought. You should we have had would, a choir comp. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, um, I thought we would launch with a cocktail party because I thought that would make me seem yeah. older. Yeah. And it would, I was like, people are going to take me seriously yeah. because I ran a cocktail party. Yep. It was yeah. yeah. Um, I remember going to get my hair done and everything for oh, that yeah, cocktail so party. Cute. And at the same time, I had my, I'd broken my thumb. And so I had like a plaster cut oh! on my hand at our launch event. And I think I looked like this like try hard teenager who was like <laughs> trying to be all professional, but also had a plaster cut on my hand. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so we launched for the fundraising event. And then we used to just run fundraising events. So we ran. Um, we've run an annual trivia night fundraiser since kind of 2011. So since not long after we started, um, and we started applying for grant applications in probably 2016, 2017. So we'd been around for kind of seven years, but we went through a point where we had to ask our board members to chip in to pay for our insurance because we could not even afford to cover the cost of our insurance. Mm. Um, We've come a long way since then, which is uh, amazing and a very big thanks to quite a few individual philanthropists and also Mm. government support. Mm. Um, I am very lucky that when I wanted to kind of try my hand at at doing this full time, we had a group of donors from Sydney who I'd gone up to pitch to launch our school holiday programs up in Sydney and they turned around and said, how much would it cost for you to actually quit your job? Wow. Um, and they oh. paid for my salary for the first three years oh, goodness. of, of being able to be employed. <gasps> it was amazing. Um, and so we had to work really hard. Young carers yeah. are not, just like they're not often seen in a family structure and community, they're mm. also not often seen when it comes to donations. No, and no, of course. Invisible. Government. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've had to not only fight for funding for young carers but also fight for funding for little dreamers which um has been an interesting kind of two sides of the same coin Mm, um and finding people i guess we very early started partnering with other community organizations um we partner with make a wish um and we make a wish is a great example they will grant the wishes for the sick children and then they'll send their siblings through to us oh that's Um, perfect 
Yeah, so uh, there's lots of organisations like that that we partner with now, uh, but also we get applications from schools, from social workers, from hospitals. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was literally picking up the phone to, say, Monash Children's yep. Hospital to their school that they have in the hospital yep. saying, my name's Maddie, I run this charity, I'd love to come and meet with you and talk to you about mm-hmm. young carers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have community engagement coordinators now in Victoria and New South Wales. Yes. So we're very lucky. We now have uh, staff on the ground in Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland. Wow. Yeah. Really cool. Incredible. Um, and we have a community organi- a community engagement coordinator per state and it's their sole job is to build relationships with other community organisations. Yes. Incredible, wow. Maddie. So you must. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You must have to try and get a lot of funding. That must be a huge part of your job. It is the majority of my job. Yeah. Um, so we, we need a minimum now, of, and this is wild to think about, a minimum of $3 million yes, a year just to course. run our organisation. Yeah. Um, and we have ridiculously long wait lists yeah, now, yeah. Um, which I hate wait lists. Yeah. You, you don't contact a not-for-profit or, or ask for support to get support in six months. You yeah. ask for support when you need it. Yeah. You're probably so, desperate by the time you're calling well, up. Well, yeah, I called, and so I've been through the – initial stuff with my 12 year old so that's yeah. very exciting and just even I'm crying on the phone to the person who and I said does she qualify and she said yes and mm. I was like okay okay yeah. um yeah. yeah so where but missed my 12 year old's been a bit reluctant mm. so yeah. that's always that a tricky thing because I think this will be so good for you yeah. but she's like I don't want to mm. so yeah. yeah how do you what do you do about stuff like that Well, I mean, I think back to when I was 12, and if someone had said to me, go and hang out with all these kids, they're similar to you, I would have been like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, we, our programs are all about making sure that kids have, kids who provide unpaid care. And when I say kids, I really shouldn't call them kids. It's anyone between the ages of four and 25. Yeah, awesome. We work with young people, young adults across the whole spectrum, but, um, we we try and make sure that they have access to the childhood that every child deserves. Yes. So uh, all of our programs range from really fun kind of respite opportunities that don't really have anything to do with talking about your caring role, but just acknowledging that everyone in that space mm. has a caring role, yep. right through to kind of peer support programs where you really talk about and explore your caring role and mm-hmm. personal development programs kind of 14 and up where you really do talk about how does my care and role impact my sense of identity and my mm, mm. ability to figure out who I am and what I want to be in this world. Mm. Um, 
Tutoring, so that made me cry tutoring. when they offered exactly. tutoring. I thought, yeah. what? And then I thought, yeah. that is so... Well, it's like, a tricky time after school. Definitely. And I think definitely a time when siblings can get left behind. Yep. Definitely, definitely. Our tutoring program is actually really interesting. So we built that during COVID. Mm. Um, we knew um, all of our families were calling us saying, I don't have time to help my child mm. with learning from home. And yes. I kind of trying to balance yes. both of my kids or for kids who are caring for parents. Mm, yes. um, also, like, they might not have that support within their home environment while we were learning from home. And so we we launched it as a temporary solution and we actually launched it with no funding. We were like, we just need to find some way to support kids in their mm. education at the moment. Um, and it was so wildly popular mm. that we've, we've continued it and we now have hundreds of kids going through tutoring right across the country and um it doesn't really matter where you live because our tutoring programs yes. are online yes yes it's so amazing maddie god bless zoom and microsoft yes. teams and as much as we hate Seriously. them they're also yes. incredible yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. yeah. so 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 clever mm-hmm. and i think for as a parent i mean my twins were my youngest so my i think it was slightly easier to explain to their siblings but not perfect we've had lots of big in-depth teary conversations about it now with them as adults but I think um, I know that my time they came first that there was just no other way around it they, they we couldn't we, there's nothing we could do about it and yeah. as a parent to think oh I could have introduced them to something like this where they could have found other they did find they gravitated mm. towards friends who had similar siblings but oh it would have been incredible I, well, it's yeah. really it, it's really funny you mentioned that because my one of my best friends in the whole world, in fact, quite a few of my close friends, happen to be young carers or happen to have had caring roles in their family, mm. and that was not something we knew when we no. became friends. Um, I, I think very specifically about my friend Amelia, and um, she'll kill me for telling this story, but we became Tell it. absolutely best of friends at uni, and then it turned out that she had previously had care responsibilities in her family and yes. Amelia and I were just we just clicked yes um, and she's been like I'm her biggest cheerleader she's my biggest cheerleader Aww. now and um it's such a beautiful friendship because not once have we ever had to explain no, it that's like the that. best but we didn't know when we became friends I know. how how special that would be and I'm I'm so grateful every day that I now have friends in my life that I know have mm. care responsibilities yeah. and we can talk about that because you never need to explain I know. anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have that when I was at school. No. no. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's massive. Yeah. It's, it's lonely. Yeah. And were you able to invite yeah. friends over? Because I know that's something challenging in my home and it was in Kate's home mm, too. Mm. I, yes, I did. I, I'm very lucky. My family, um, if you saw any members of my family and I've now had caring roles for my brother, my mum, my dad, my grandma, like the whole spectrum. Yep. Mm. If you were to walk into any of my family's homes, you wouldn't know. And yeah. and I am very, I mean, there's pros and cons to that, right? Yeah. Like, Invisibility, right. Invisibility is really tricky as, as well. well. People don't support you. Yeah. yeah. No, no. And everyone's like, oh, your mum works full time yeah. and your brother, my brother runs a pottery business, like a ceramic studio now, awesome. which is so cool. Um, but people like, he's like a functioning adult and he is 90% of the time, but when yeah. he's not and he needs that support um, and there's still a lot of support and care that I need to provide in my family and um, that invisibility does make it hard. Oh, it but does, yeah. I am, 
I am lucky that I was yeah. able to have friends over. Mm-hmm. I did go through a period, especially when my mum was really sick, yeah, though, course. that I didn't have no. friends over. I we couldn't would bring run away gems in the home. house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Couldn't bring gems in the house. Was very conscious of my family being immunocompromised, but also I just ran away from home a lot because yeah. it's hard. You want to it avoid it. Hard. Yeah. It's hard for yeah. an adult to understand cancer and the ramifications, but a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, fourteen-year-old. You know, you just one want, of your most vulnerable ages. Yeah, and you want look. That's the age where everything is about you. You know, yeah. you want to be cracking yeah. the sads because someone didn't ask you to something, or you know, <laughs> that bitchy girl at school, or whatever. And then you can't come home and say that to your mum, who's just had treatment. Yeah, my my um, very first boyfriend uh, broke up with me on the same day my mum came home from her first round of treatment of chemo and he I mean we were in year nine like, yeah 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 people don't think about these things no. but I remember coming home that day and my mum was so unwell yeah um and like she was asleep in her bed and I couldn't Don't my heart was broken for the first yes. time and I couldn't oh, talk to my mum about it yes. so um it's yeah it, it's so interesting when you think about going through those milestones yeah, um, in your moments. life and mm. yeah and how having a caring role or having someone in your family who requires extra care, how that can impact kind of every area of your life. Yes, yeah, and yes. you really have the feeling of I don't want to burden you with this because you've got so many burdens. But actually yeah. as a child those things are really important and it's how you learn, you know, you wanted to hop in bed with your mum, have a cry for her to say you're heartbroken but he was never worth it. Yeah, you but know. she was so unwell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, tricky. Life is tricky. It really, really is. Yeah. Go. So what, um, like, you've got this program up and running, everything's awesome. What do you, Have you got, like, big dreams that I'd like to also do this? I have such big dreams, mm. um, which is funny because we're called Little Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to change your name. <laughs> we have our, our Big Dreamers program for 14 to 18-year-old young carers. So, um, yeah. But uh, I, I mean – it's insane to think about the fact that we now run programs um, that I'm not at. Oh, yes. Like We ran our very first Young Carers Festival in Queensland a few weeks ago and um, there were 200 people there and they were 200 people that I'd never had any contact yeah. with and it was so much bigger than me and that mm-hmm. was always my dream that Little Dreamers was bigger than one person. Yes. And um, and it's so surreal to see that happening in reality now. But, yep. I mean, I want Little Dreamers hubs and programs on the ground in every state and territory in Australia. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, I I mean, Little Dreamers USA would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. Yeah. There's no, there's no young carer, um, no real programmatic young carer support in the U.S. There's one mm-hmm. organisation in Florida, um, which is incredible, and they're doing amazing work, but... Uh, there's a huge caring crisis in the US. Of and so um, something like that or Little Dreamers New Zealand is probably a little bit more achievable than Little yeah, Dreamers yeah. US. Yes. No, We've well. Got news, lots of key P's. Yes, definitely. Mm. Lots of listeners. Mm. I remember when the first lockdowns and my daughter's a Special Olympics athlete and Special Olympics organised oh, cool. for all the families and siblings to come and have the first injection, the first mm. COVID injection. And it was the first time for a long time that my other daughters were sort of in a room with other siblings. Mm. And it was just, I could have stayed there all day. Yeah. I was like, they love their brother. They love their sister. Mm-hmm. Everyone's here together. I just... 
oh, it's just magic stuff that's very hard to find. It's hard to access it. Mm. Young young people who grow up with caring roles in their family are spectacular humans. Yes, <laughs> they are. They, they are. have like you think about all of the 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 skills and strengths mm. that caring embeds in you. You think about yep. empathy and resilience and multitask organization yes yes organization and like my ability to compartmentalize things mm. is like next level and yeah. i'm like I'll, I'll have to deal with that later um and i am a hundred percent certain that young people with caring roles are going to change the world yeah i yeah. think so yeah they already are need, yeah well, yeah <laughs> they just need to have the they just need to be nurtured a little bit to, yeah, to remind them about how important they are as individuals yep. yes um rather than how important they are to the caring role that they yes, have. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, the two are separate and I have become more and more aware of that. Probably the podcast has given me that and definitely, you know, taken my kids aside and said, you're amazing because of this. That has nothing to do with yeah. how awesome they are with their brothers or, yeah. Also, I think there's been, I've done lots of learning over the years about making sure they don't feel responsible for their yeah. sister. That's right. You know, so it's saying, okay, yes, she has an intellectual disability. Yes, she will need people to be looking out for her for the rest of her life. We will do the best we can as her mm. parents. It's not your job. Yeah, we'll find other people. We'll find other people. We'll be setting her up for success, yeah. you know, trying to tell them that all the way along. Mm. And that's what makes some, I mean, most families very special. Not every young person has that kind of support and and guidance in their family and we need to make sure that those young people mm. also have access to incredible people like you and um and platforms like this where they are shown that there are other people who care about them as yes. well and that there are systems and services that, that can help them navigate those mm. tricky points where they might become the sole carer in their family yes because i think culturally there's differences in that yep. so yeah and it's, it's normal yeah. It's normal to feel conflicted. Like I love my sister or brother or mum or whatever more than anything, but they're also pissing me off because, you know, I oh, like yeah. to watch my show on TV. <laughs> right? We don't all want to have yeah. nuggets again for no, dinner. No, that's right. Yeah. We want something different in our life. I'd like to be able to turn um, Triple J's Hottest 100 on, but I know my sibling is having a really tricky day. So all those things that go unseen, it's nice to know, oh, other people feel yes. like this. It's oh. just, yes. The burden of sharing, the, the burden that's get lifted is just incredible. The trickiness of holidays. We can't mm. holiday like other families. We're no. not a whole, we're not a water skiing family. We've no. got a person with cerebral palsy. Mm. How do mm. we mm. manage that? You know, those mm. sort of things. Mm. I've got, um, I've got goosebumps as you're talking because like every example you're, saying about things I'm like yes that's me yes that's yes. My family. yes that's kids that we speak to and and I, I've got goosebumps because and and going back to your question earlier about why why I love being a part of this community mm. is because your caring roles might be so different mm. they might be wild wildly wildly apart wildly <laughs> different worlds apart yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah we got, got it um but but the feelings and experiences and emotions that carers have often very very similar mm, and I mm. think that's one of the other reasons why this community is so special and I know I said that before but um you just you can have conversations with people who've grown up caring for a child with an intellectual disability and I can have conversations growing up caring for my mum who has cancer yes. and those experiences are different but the feelings mm -hmm. and the things all the same yep. yes definitely. Definitely. definitely i know a big loss in our house is sleepovers yes even though i hate them and i call them wakeovers <laughs> but um what my daughter yeah. with a disability will be going away in the holidays so i said to her 12 year old sister 
we will have a sleepover yeah. that weekend. Lock it in. Yep. As many friends as you want. <laughs> um, we have to take these opportunities when we can. Yeah, that's right. Because our sister cannot manage that. Yeah, it's tricky. So, yeah, mm. trying to be aware of those little things, trying to be present, even though I'm, I don't want five 12-year-olds in my house really, no. but I will. <laughs> and it'll be make called a, the wakeover. Make a, make a pillow for it. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get away from me. Where yeah. There's, where there's um, a noise cancelling pillow. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> noise cancelling pillow for it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also the, uh, the other thing that in our house is having support workers in our home. So I mm. know my oldest daughter has had times where she's like, can we just have a break? Yeah, I don't want that person. Because in the during house. the pandemic, we had support workers every day. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I, it never occurred to me because they helped me. Mm. But in terms of being a person in our house, Sick yeah. of having to be polite yeah. and meet the new support workers, all those sorts having of things. Having to get dressed or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah just I, I just didn't yeah. think about that Yeah, at all, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, it's, there's so many layers to it. Um, but there are supports out there for these young people and, and uh, we need to make sure that as young carers or as kids providing or young people providing care, that they know that there is support out there for yes. them as well. Yes. Just like there's support workers out there for uh, people who need them, that there are support services out there for young for you. people with caring roles and that it's okay for them to access that. It's yeah. okay for them to ask for help yes. themselves. Yes. Yeah. yes, And lots of people are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. We could talk to you on and on all day. It's so <laughs> exciting. I feel like nominating you for Australian of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Young Australian awesome, of the Year. Awesome, Yeah, awesome. everyone should go and do that right now, yeah, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> we were nominated, so that's why we know about it. But, yeah, yeah this is yeah. where these things then get national attention. Yeah, that's right. We need more attention on this. Yes. Mm. Oh, my I mean, goodness. You deserve it. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and make sure that you're nominated again. So no, we don't want to win it. <laughs> we're done now. We're award free. This is an award we lose free all the awards, and we're quite happy with that. So, <laughs> but look, someone did buy us a packet of hundreds and thousands to make fairy bread. So yeah, I don't know if many other people get that. We get all sorts of wonderful things. Yes, we do. So, so we're fine. <laughs> we are fine. Very nice. I was actually saying it at the office the other day that we should run um, after work drinks for companies where we style it as a welcome back to your childhood yes and so we have yeah cocktails because it's after work drinks but you also have like a face painter yes and fairy bread and pasta and like and people pay to donate to little dreamers yes um little dreamers is like a childhood making sure you have access to your childhood and doing that at work that's a great idea sounds fantastic honestly every ceo with a handful of cheesels (laughs) fingers full (laughs) That's a great idea, Maddie. That is that a great can idea. Take off. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Which I, is so great. You've got the space to be able to, you, to dream about these things as well. Mm. Yeah, not always. I mean, sometimes my carer role has fluctuations um, yeah. and it flares up and I have no capacity to yeah. do anything. And sometimes work flares up and there are staffing issues and program yeah, yeah, issues yeah. and deliverables yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my brain just goes into shutdown mode. But I am I am very lucky that I have this job where I do get to um, dream really big. And yeah, I get created to see it. that. Exactly. And I, I get to see that as a reality. And I get to work with some phenomenal humans at yeah. Little Dreamers, but also and get to meet some really, really incredible kids yeah. and young people every day. So if people want to find you, tell tell us where they can find you. Yes. Uh, so you can find us. Our website is littledreamers.org.au. Um, and if you want to find us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, 
Yeah, yeah everyone goes Twitter. Um, yeah. yeah. Face, Facebook and Instagram at Little Dreamers Australia. Yes, fantastic. It'll be in the show notes. We will put it in the show notes, definitely. Mm. And I think you will be inundated. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Thank you. I, I I mean, that's exactly what Little Dreamers is for, right? Yeah. Um, the communities like this yes. for incredible young people and, I mean, bring it on. And we also have listeners say. that are generous, mm, philanthropically. Mm, yeah. We mm. have awesome people that listen. Mm. Is there anything we've missed that you want to tell the world? If you uh, live in a family with a young carer or you know someone who's a young carer, my one piece of advice is that you always make sure how you ask how they are yeah. before you ask how the person they care for is. And it's always really hard because often when people say, how's things, how are you? But I'll go, oh, yeah, mum's really, mum's yeah. got very broken ribs at the moment yeah. or Charlie's in hospital or whatever. Um, but my, yeah, my one piece of advice to everyone is make sure you ask how they are and yeah. give them the space to talk about how they're feeling uh, before they respond with how mm. the rest of their family's coping at the moment. Yeah, and to be seen and to be seen and heard and acknowledged mm, and mm. recognised and, and yeah. Yeah, oh, that's well, good advice, very good advice. Thank you, Maddie. Yes. Congratulations on building this incredible, incredible opportunity for all our young carers in Australia mm. and let's see it go to the world, hey? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and thank you for, for building this community and for profiling young carers. Yes, of oh, course. We're super proud. You're a legend. Thank you, Maddie. See <laughs> thank you. you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. 